Hallelujah. I do have a text, and I will get there. But I've been so touched recently with the moving of the Spirit of the Lord. And we use that term as a descriptive for us. Now, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord moved on the face of the waters. You know, we know all that. But God has been moving in an incredible way here in the camps. And it has been just, it's amazing to me, and I know I'm going to be careful, but even on Facebook, I see services. And it's incredible what the Lord is doing. And it is amazing to me to be able to, at times, tangibly be able to feel God doing whatever it is He's doing. And says, Price, I would be absolutely lying if I said I've always know what God is doing. Often I know He's doing something, but I can't quite put my finger on it. And sometimes I'm just along for the ride. Just to be completely honest, I get, we get there and I'm like, oh, that's where we were going. That's pretty cool. I'm glad we got here, Lord. I'm glad you were driving, not me, because I had no idea. And I didn't even have a GPS turned on. So, it's amazing when God begins to move in those ways. And it's also amazing when He begins to move in our lives individually. And... There's been some things recently that God has convicted me on, challenged me, stirred me up, maybe helped my understanding a little. You ever had your understanding helped? We know this. Uh, the statement I'm about to make is not anything profound. But even before Sunday service, the Lord began to deal with me and He began to deal with me very strongly about that my experience in God absolutely is not a substitute for prayer or for following Him. See, my experience in God is supposed to help me understand the importance of prayer and the importance of following Him. However, I am a human. I'm very good at it. I've got experience in that. And one of the things that I'm good at is relying on my own experience to carry me forward instead of getting a word from God or going into prayer and finding out exactly what God is trying to do in my life. I'm very, very good at saying, I know how this is supposed to work because I've been here before. I'm an analytical person. Two plus two is supposed to be four. Every single time that's how it's supposed to work out. Except when God gets involved and He goes, yeah, but you didn't understand that there's some things missing in your equation. And I'm going to tell you what that is, and we'll fill in the blanks at some point. And I'm sitting there going, no, but two plus two. I know what that is. Zeal does not replace relationship. I have been zealous for the Lord. 
I have made risks for the Lord. Not because he told me to, but because I was zealous. Sometime when we have a chance and we have time, I'll tell you the story of how I ended up uh, riding across a particular border somewhere uh, with, by basically hitchhiking with somebody who was smuggling alcohol. I did it in the middle of the night. Kind of not on purpose, kind of on purpose. It ended up, God got the glory, hallelujah. We didn't die, thought I was going to. Whole other story. We can go through that story, but I didn't do it because I had a word from the Lord. I did it because I was zealous. But that zealousness does not replace having a real relationship with God. Simply doing things because I feel like it's going to earn me brownie points with the Lord doesn't... What is that? Obedience. What was it? Better than sacrifice. Yeah. Having that relationship with God and being in obedience to Him is better than my sacrifice, even if it's doing something absolutely insane. Right? So God has been dealing with me about some of these things. And being able to be used in the gifts of the Spirit does not bypass the need for being led of the Spirit. That was a completely different thing. Mm. It's Wednesday night. Just it's a, it's the church people. It's a, it's Bible study. It's teaching. It maybe drop the plow just a little bit. I have met men and women who could be using the gifts of the Spirit, but they couldn't follow God. Hallelujah going to be a little uncomfortable for a minute. That's okay. I've met people who could walk in the Spirit, but couldn't follow the Spirit. That's what I'm trying to say. They could prophesy to you, but go sin. Hallelujah. You say, how can that be? Because they know how to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. We can have a Bible study on that. That's a whole different topic. But then there is the idea that that does not bypass me. Being led and submitted. How is it that there's going to be people who say, Lord, Lord, we've prophesied in your name. We've cast out devils. And he says, I've never known you. You work in iniquity. I love the Russian word for that. It's bezakonia. It's without law. You have worked without law this entire time. You can't submit to the spirit. You can cast out devils. You can probably all those good things. Over the last few weeks, Brother Service has been doing an amazing job in bringing out nuances that are associated specifically about what the Bible talks about when we talk about the oneness of God. But it's really understanding who God is and how He relates to us. That's really what, what the whole lessons have been about. We, I know it's about the Godhead. I know it's about, you know... The, the mighty God in Christ. I understand that. But what we're really talking about is who is God and how does He relate to me? How does He redeem me? And we've gone through those things and, that, and it's been an incredible um, journey. 
In one of those lessons, Brother Service began to break down in a very meaningful and a very understandable way this word logos. Y'all remember that lesson? And he began to explore the concepts associated with that word, such as the intention of God, the purpose of God, the creativity and the plans of God. And then that fullness of those plans and purpose and creativity became flesh and dwelt among us. And we begin to get an, a unique understanding about the plans and purpose and the intents of God by looking at the life of Jesus Christ. I am going somewhere. Just, I'm just building a little bit of a foundation here. By observing the life of Christ, we get an understanding of the plan of salvation. We get an understanding of his desire to heal, his desire to deliver, his desire to redeem. And we could go on and on and on. And we could simply, I could stand up here and tell story after story through the entire New Testament. And say, look at the plan, the purpose, the creativity, the awesomeness of God expressed to us in the life of Jesus Christ. Among sinful man. Now, having said all of that, one morning, not too long ago, I was in prayer. And when I pray, I often pray Psalm 19, 14. Psalm 19, 14. It just says, let the words of my mouth. And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. For years I have prayed that. And I've prayed it in regards to God, help me to say the right things. Don't let my tongue slip today and let me fall into sin. Hmm. I don't know. You may not have to pray that anymore. I still have to pray this. God, help me keep my imagination and my meditation and the purposes of my mind. Help me to keep them on the altar where they need to be. Let it be acceptable. I know maybe, you, Brother Price, you don't have to pray that anymore. I still do. I still have to work on keeping this flesh under control. And I, I still have to work on... A daily crucifixion of what I want to do because what I want to do is not what God wants to do and it makes a big mess. So I've been praying it for years and years. I've been praying, God, don't let me slip up. So this one particular morning I was praying and the Lord was bringing to recollection all of these things that Brother Service preached and was talking about the logos of, of God. And I prayed this scripture and the Lord said, but what's your logos? And I have to tell you, I paused. Now I was driving, but I paused in my head, in my, in my spirit. There was a moment where I was just like, what? What are you talking about? My logos.
And so the Lord began to deal with me and he began to, to challenge me. If the logos of God can be seen through the life of Jesus Christ. If the plan and the purpose and the creativity and all that God is, the fullness of God is born out in the life of Jesus Christ. And I understand his great love for the world and I understand his great love for me and his great love for the church in the life of Jesus Christ. Then surely my life is a reflection of my logos. If I look at the love of God and I look at what God does and I measure his, if I measure his plan and his purpose and his intent by the life of Christ, then surely mine must be analyzed the same way. So what does that mean? We can go as deep and as far as you want to go with that one. I started pulling at it. I'm not going to preach everything that God's dealt with me about because, Brother Price, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that I can swallow it. It's going to be very plain. So surprise, there's some things that when the Lord deals with you, you're, you just, it's like, well, I'm going to have to chew on that one for a long time because that's a hard bite to swallow. But the Lord just began to hit me that, the answer to that question, Brother Moss, is not what I think is right. My logos is not what I know is right. My logos is not even what I know the will of God to be for my life. No, the logos and the way it is measured in my life is when I look at the fruit that my life is bearing. It's where I put my creative energies it's where my mind wanders to when it's idle. When I'm just sitting there and I've got nothing else to do, Brother Jerry, where does my mind go and what do I start churning over and over in my head? And is it about the next promotion on my job? Is it, does it become my 401k? Does it become how am I going to get to this and that? And is it the car that I need to buy or is it the house? And, and I know I'm meddling right now and I'm not going to go any deeper than this. But is it the things that... In my mind where I'm just like, oh, it's just life. And I just let it play. And I, how am I going to get from here to where I need to be? Brother Price, that becomes my logos. Because as I sit there, what happens is the creativity, the creative nature God puts in me. What do I do? I engage it. I engage it on doing this and that and the other. And if you come and you talk to me, I can tell you a million things I've got plans for. I'm not, I'm not preaching against plans. I hope you can hear me loud and clear. But I've got plans for how I'm going to do an outdoor kitchen. I've got plans for how I'm going to expand this room and that room. And I'm going to tear this out. I'm going to close this in. And I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to put a carport here. And I'm going to this and that and the other. And I, I've got all of these plans. And they're all laid out. Why? Because the creative nature that God puts in me. When I go into absolute idle mode that's where my mind goes the problem is 
There's a lost world. When God so loved the world, when God gave, there was something that wasn't just in his idle time, Brother Moss. He wasn't dreaming about how he's going to add on to his carport. There was something stirring in him about the lost and the next city he needed to go to and who was going to meet him at the well. There was something in him that drove him. And so the Lord asked me, What is your logos? And I stood there, proverbially, I was driving, dumbfounded, because it started flooding through my mind. I began to go through all of the things that motivate me. Oh, I know this is, this, this is not jump up and shout, but I'm trying to help somebody understand The call of God in our lives. There are specific calls. There are. There are calls to be preachers and pastors and missionaries and evangelists. But there is something beyond that. There is this general understanding that my logos, my purpose, my drive must align with His. I've got to bring some things into submission in my life. So that I can align myself with him. I'm going to be brutally honest. Is that okay? There are times that I've spent more time praying for a promotion on my job than I did for my neighbor. I'm not supposed to say that, am I? I'm going to. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be open. There's been times I've prayed more about my stuff. Oh, not important stuff. Just important to me stuff. Than I did. Hallelujah. I may just be preaching to myself tonight, and that's okay. If I, I need to hear the message. So I'm just going to go ahead and preach to myself, Brother Paul, if that's okay. I understand that there are specific callings of God. I understand that there is a will of God for each of us. And I understand that there's a path He lays before us. The writer of Hebrews said, run with patience. The race that sets before you. I get those things. But hear me tonight. I have met... I've traveled all across America. I've been around the world. I've met precious saints of God who have given. I've met people who are engaged. But I tell you, I have also met others who are sitting in park. Maybe the key's in the ignition. Maybe it's not. I don't even know. But they're sitting there in park because they're waiting on God to say, okay, put the key in the ignition. Now turn it on. Okay, now you're going to put it in drive. Now let your foot slowly off the brake. Slowly push the gas. Now you're going to come up and push stop again. Now you're going to make a left-hand turn. And you're going to turn out of the parking lot. And you're just going. And they're waiting on God to give them an instruction, a step-by-step play. What I'm asking you tonight is this. What would it look like if my logos... Matched his. That's it. It doesn't have to go any deeper than that. 
What do, if my logos matched his logos for my life? I promise you I'd do some things different. I'd change. Do I have the want to? Do I have the will to? Do I have the courage to? Those, those are rhetorical questions. I'm not here to try and answer those tonight because I'm still dealing with this. I'm still chewing on it. I'm still, this is one of those words that the Lord gave me and I've been praying about it. And then I knew I was going to get an opportunity to preach because when the Lord starts beating me up on something, somebody asked me, hey, would you preach a word? Well, I know, I've got one. <laughs> In the book of Acts, chapter 16. Verse 4 through 7. It says, And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and the elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the, re and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they came to Mysia, they essayed to go into that word, Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Okay. Brother Paul and I are just in one mind and one accord up here, just losing our words and such. I had to return it, this gentle. Um, what I need you to, to, to look at, I've preached before here about there's things that the word says that isn't written. There's certain things the Bible indicates because it doesn't say anything about it. Here, this is one of those passages. What it specifically says is they were going here and there and they were preaching everywhere and they had desire and burdens to go everywhere and the Holy Ghost had to stop them from preaching in some places. Brother Price, I confess, that's not my problem. My problem is not that I preach everywhere all the time and the Holy Ghost has to check me and say, hold up a second, this place isn't ready yet. That's not my problem. My problem is I'm like an old diesel truck on a cold winter morning. Put the juice to me, crank me for a while, stomp the gas for a while. Keep cranking and keep cranking and keep cranking. And, and eventually it'll kind of sputter and spit and there'll be some smoke come out and something will happen. It'll be really interesting and loud and it'll sit there for a little while longer while it cranks and cranks. And then once you get it started, you're going to have to let it sit there for a little while and warm up. Oh, I know none of you are like that. I'm talking about me. I confess, Brother Jerry, my problem is not that I preach everywhere I go and the Holy Ghost has to intervene on somebody's behalf and go, Hold up, they're not ready yet. We're going to get to them, but not today. So what did, the, what did the apostles do? They went right on to the next city and they preached. 
They bypassed and they kept preaching. It doesn't say the Lord had spoke to them and said, I need you to go here, 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 and here. It just says they were going. What if? See, I asked a lot of questions. I've already preached that before, drove my parents nuts. But what if I preached until the Holy Ghost said stop? What if the church preached until the Holy Ghost says, hold up, chill out? Instead, I operate by the opposite principle. I wait for a word from God. I wait for the Lord to show up with an angel and go, Hey, Scott, wake up. Come on. There's a church down the road. There, there's a city down the road. There's a, there's a nation across the pond. There's a this. There's a that. There's a somebody somewhere. And they're praying, Come on, I'm looking for somebody who will go. But what's wrong with me? I'll tell you what's wrong with me. It's that my logos doesn't match his logos. And I've allowed my creativity to wane. And I've allowed everything that is supposed to be crying out, God, make me productive. Make me useful in your kingdom. I've allowed it to become stagnant. And so I sleep. Oh, I'm, I'm being bare before you. Here's the thing. It's a comfortable place. It's an easy place. And I've got a thousand reasons why. Brother Aaron. I do. I can give you a list of all the whys. Why I don't do this and why I don't do that. And why this and why that. And It's not even excuses. The excuses have no substance to them. I have reasons. But Jeremy, I've got a, a laundry list of them. This is why I can't. But you know what's very rarely on that list, Brother Price? The Holy Ghost said stop. Very, very rarely is that on my list. That the Holy Ghost said, pause. No, usually somewhere in the background, if I'm honest, I feel the beckoning of the Holy Ghost. I feel God's, hey, come on. Come on, we're in the last day. Come on, let me crank you one more time. Let me get you to the altar one more time, Scott. You, you, you got to get some things. You got to get going again, bud. Come on, what's, what's going on? There's people who need to hear. Oh God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 
God, let my logos, let it align with yours, with your purpose and your intent for this world, for this nation, for this city, for this state. Whatever it is, God, let me align myself to it. God, don't let me become so complacent and caught up. I'm just being open with you. Brother Moss, I spend more time planning how I'm going to invest my money than I do planning how I'm going to start a church in the next city over. Just being real. I spend more time worrying over whether I'm up 5% or I'm down 5%. Then I worry about what that 5% could do. I'm not preaching against a, I'm not preaching against being a good steward. I'm not preaching against being careful of those things. What I'm asking though is, is my intention, is my purpose, does it align with what God's doing in this last day? And that's where the Lord has me right now. But Kyle, I wish I could tell you I have it figured out. Because I don't. What I can tell you is this. When the Lord gives you a word and He gives you revelation and then you stand there and you hold it, you're responsible for it. And I stand there and I'm, I'm, I'm holding it and I'm looking at it and I wish I could tell you it was easy just to go, oh yeah, I'm going to apply that. Got it. I'm going to live that. That's, that's easy. 100% just apply it and run with it. It's not. And I can promise you this. The deeper I dig and the more I think about it and the more I pray about it, the Lord just keeps going, well, what about this one? How about that? Why did you think that? Why do you want that? I'm not preaching against wanting. I'm not preaching against planning. None of those things. What I am saying is, it's not just the will of God that matters. Well, I know that's right there on a theological slope. What I'm saying is it matters also how I align my will, my purpose, my meditation. Let's stand. I'm done. Here's what I see, and I believe. We are moving into a 
time in history when what we have known to be true as a nation may not necessarily be a firm foundation any longer. Some of the things that we have held on to we said, this is what makes us us. I see them waning and I see them slipping. And what I see in that is the purpose of the nation is moving. And the further it moves in certain directions, the further it moves away from the direction of the Lord. And those who love their nation and love their church and love their God are going to find themselves in a very tight spot emotionally and mentally. And I believe the Lord is calling His people. Align yourself with me. Come on. Align yourself with me. Get your logos. Get it. Come on, let's align it. Not with what was. Not with what used to be. Not with what could have been. Not with what's carried us in the past. But let's align right now with what God is doing in this end time. Let's align with where God is going to be stepping into this world tomorrow. And what He's trying to do and how He's trying to work. Because if I've got myself aligned with all of my thoughts and my intentions and all of my creativity. If I get aligned to what I desire, even if it's mixed with the Spirit, I can tell you, I will miss it. I'll miss what's God doing. I'm not saying I'll miss heaven. May still make heaven. But I may miss what God desires to do. And I may miss being a part of it because I've got my logos up let's pray for just a moment God help me to align my logos with your wheel your logos God help me to look at the life of Jesus not just as a collection of stories, but as a collection, oh Lord, of individual pieces that show me what your logos is in this world. That shows me what you want the church to be about in this world. That shows what you want me to be about. And help me, God, to align myself with that. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, you can have everything I got. It's yours anyway, Lord. You can have everything. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life. Let it be established as it is in heaven. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. I submit myself to you. Do what you want. Do what you want. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I guess everything that Brother Scott was saying and what I was thinking as you were talking, Brother Scott, can God talk to me? You know, we all like the Lord spoke to Abram, leave, go to another land. That's phenomenal. But can God also say, Does, can I hear a yes? Can I hear a no? Can he, in the middle of a service, Wednesday, Sunday, whatever, can he just touch in some way, somehow, in my heart, in my life? You know, all of this, I think one of the first things the apostles, you, you really have to say about them, and if we're going to be whatever in God, I've got to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. I just... And I think in every aspect in our lives and whatever we do, that sensitivity to the Spirit of God, and, and even when you're saying that you're Psalms 19, verse 14, you're really saying, let everything about me be tender, be alive. Let it, let, I think the bottom line any of us want to know what is your will in my life, God? You know, I had someone years ago come to me, and literally, this is, I'm not, y'all heard of the Reader's Digest sweepstake? This person came to me, they don't go to our church, hadn't for years. They said, Brother Price, I'm going to ask you something that's going to sound far fetched. Would you pray that I'd win the Reader's Digest sweepstakes? Said I could real I I'd do some good things for the church, but I I said, Well, that's great, but we sent ours in too. How am I supposed to pray about that? <laughs> I don't know if we ever did or not. I surely wasn't expecting to get it, David, but God, I just want to be sensitive to God. And I think it goes. Brother Scott, it's the city, but it's the person. You ever, I'm going to say this and I'm done. You ever walk in a store and something smites you? Talk to them. Now, don't lift a hand, but how many of you have never bothered to talk to them? You felt it. Did that was that something you felt or was God trying to use you because someone was there that needed God I want to be an open book to you I want you to move on me I want you to help me amen thank you brother Scott thank you our sister Nikki whoever thank you